and welcome to the first episode of the Even Stevens Ranked podcast. I am Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. And we are here to essentially talk about all things Even Stevens because the internet needs more of that. Definitely. Uh, So I figured this introduction episode is necessary to sort of let you guys know what's going on, how this podcast is going to work, and then I thought it would be cool to kick things off with some story time, uh, basically, so we can all uh, get nostalgic, get into the right headspace of this podcast before we dive into um, reviewing all of the episodes. I put out a question to all of you guys who follow the blog as it is, um, and asked you to send in your thoughts, and you guys definitely came through. So we have some listener letters already um, before we even have anything to listen to. We already have some listener letters uh, to read, which we're definitely going to get to later in this episode. But first, I thought it would be really important for us to introduce ourselves. So for those of you that follow the blog, even Stevens Ranked, and have been reading along for the last two years, you probably know who I am. Um, My name is Brittany. I'm a musician and whatnot. That's what I do. Uh, But I'm also a huge Even Stevens fan and decided to uh, do this blog because I was inspired by an article, a one-off article that I found, came across on Google when Googling Even Stevens stuff because that's what you do. Um, And since there is no Even Stevens stuff, um, this article came up one day and I said, what the heck is this? Who is this person who posted who posted an article called Ranking Every Even Stevens Episode Ever? So I read the article and I was like, wow, I need to know who this person is. Uh, and then also the article ended uh, by saying, I encourage you to... <laughs> <laughs> it said it said I encourage you to come up with your own list and I didn't agree with the list really that I had just read um so I said challenge accepted and even Stevens ranked the blog was born and, and might I remind you that in three years she's still the only person who's ever made a list <laughs> besides <laughs> So the blog started in September of 2016, just recently ended in August of 2018. I made it through successfully ranking and reviewing all 65 episodes of the series. And uh, if that wasn't enough for me, I still apparently have (laughs) have a lot more to say about this show. Um, I couldn't let it go just yet. So uh, Ethan presented the idea under one of my reviews that we could probably host a quote dope podcast um Did I really say that? yeah you yeah you said that um direct quote it is dope yeah it is going to be lit as the kids say so he did uh, present the idea that we could probably post a cool podcast and that was like two years ago and then it hit me that we definitely probably could uh because first of all the idea that i first came into my brain is the fact that we are probably the only two people who have taken the serious time to thoroughly rank uh, every single episode of Even Stevens. Um, 
So that right there seemed like a cool premise for the podcast for me because our lists are not the same. Um, There are some small areas where we do line up, like either one episode will be just a few slots away from the other, or there are, I think there are like four, three or four instances where we actually ranked an episode the same number, which is pretty cool, Um, pretty interesting. So, but for the most part, our lists are pretty opposite a lot of your higher episodes are my lower and vice versa so Mm -hmm. i thought right there that that would be an interesting concept for a podcast for us to go ahead and rank not rank we did enough of that already to to (laughs) go ahead and review the entire series from beginning to end and preface each podcast episode with where each of us ranked this particular episode and then sort of uh discuss and review the episode through that um lens, I guess, for lack of a better word, and see what good conversations uh, spawns from that. We'll have some cool segments along the way. So yeah, it should be a good time. Ethan, why don't you introduce yourself? I have talked way too much, and I've already talked way too much on the blog as it is, so please, I will shut up. (laughs) Please introduce yourself. Hey, so so my name is Ethan, Ethan Brim, and uh, I'm actually coincidentally also uh, kind of in the music world like Britney. That's not how we know each other, but um, <laughs> no, we know each other from even Stevens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is <laughs> the only true way you can meet a person. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I've been blogging for since 2010, and uh, different r- incarnations of a movie review blog, and I review TV shows sometimes. Like I've ranked, also I've ranked every Boy Meets World episode. So I decided to rank my favorite show, which is Even Stevens, and there's only 65 episodes, unfortunately. Um, even if there are 200 episodes, I would have still ranked every episode. <laughs> so I decided to rank them. And uh, this is my, what, do you remember what year my the article was? Was it 2000? It was 2016 15? because early though, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because I started my blog in September okay. of 2016, and yours yeah. was at least I think three or four months before I started the blog. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. So now that you guys know how this podcast is going to go, uh, how this whole thing's going to work, I thought we'd jump into some fun discussion topics to really kick off this podcast. So the first of which is for us to just sort of share our earliest memories of the show, um, how we got into the show, and like any sort of fun <laughs> little uh, information um, about you know, our first exposure to Even Stevens and, uh, you know, clearly it made an impact on us as we are here yes. today doing this years into adulthood. Um, <laughs> you know, so, um, so I think thought it would be fun to take a look back, uh, down nostalgic memory lane. So Ethan, if you want to kick this off, what is your sure. earliest memory of Even Stevens? I think, you know what the first episode you saw was. A hundred percent. And I rewatched it the other night with my wife uh, because it's the first time I've actually watched Steven Stevens since my son was born, who's almost five months. Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell them uh, what you named your son? So I named my son uh, Lewis after Lewis Stevens because <laughs> it's, it's a name that I told my wife some years ago. I was like, before we were even married, I said, I really want to name our son Lewis because Lewis Stevens made a big impact on me and you know, he was like a guy who I aspired to be when I was a kid. I'm 29 now, so when I first watched the show, I was about 11. 
mm-hmm. 2000, 2001, right around the time, probably maybe six months after the show first aired, mm-hmm. because I was I was a Nickelodeon kid growing up. And same. Right we'll, around, we'll get to that with my origin story. <laughs> when Nickelodeon started kind of sucking around like 2000, 2001, I made the slow progression to the Disney Channel. The Disney Channel wasn't part of like the basic cable package. You had to pay extra for it. Mm-hmm. And around that time is when they stopped making it. You had to pay extra. And all my friends were getting the Disney Channel. So I started watching. I was like, okay, I'm going to check out the Disney Channel. And there was a show. It was this claymation opening <laughs> and stuff. And then uh, I was I was like, okay, is this going to be... my friend? One of my friends actually thought it was going to be a claymation show. So did my mother. Time. So did my mother, yes. <laughs> but uh, so this, then I kept watching and it was uh, the Battle of the Bands episode from season yes. one. Yes. Episode 14 solid first episode to be exposed to <laughs> and so yeah it was probably about 2000 i looked it up the other day it aired in november i think of 2000 mm-hmm. so it had to have been around there maybe a little after because you know when they play those new episodes they oh, just yeah. play them all the time after that so it had to have been something like that but i remember just absolutely loving the show instantly until 2003 when the last episode aired and the movie aired um i had my alarm on my watch i was wore a watch and my alarm was always set so when Even Stevens came on, it, it was 5.30 and then they moved it to 6. And then mm-hmm. they moved, I think 6.30 was the last time. So you were always up, you were updating that alarm. Yeah, yeah, I was updating <laughs> it. And I remember, I, I, I really want to say 6.30 was the last time that they had it at right. before they went off air. Because I remember for years after that, my alarm just always went off at 6.30. Mm-hmm. And I never changed it because I just like the nostalgia of it being Even Stevens time. And it, and it must have because I also have very strong memories of Even Stevens always being on at dinner time. Mm-hmm. Um, so like every time... I hear that theme song I can just hear my mom cooking in the kitchen cooking, smell it yeah, <laughs> yeah right? I can like I'm just totally brought back to everything and my parents my parents knew that it was even Stevens and that Lizzie McGuire came on after and I told mm-hmm. them okay they knew that I didn't want to eat dinner during even Stevens so they always made sure that we ate dinner after even Stevens and sometimes I miss a little bit of Lizzie McGuire mm-hmm. I was like that's okay because I mean I'm a guy. I don't relate to Lizzie McGuire as much. Right. I, I liked Gordo. I loved Lizzie McGuire, but don't get me wrong. I had a crush on Hillary Duff when I was young and all all that stuff. But they made sure that we had dinner after Even Stevens was over. So every day I watched Even Stevens. Amazing. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Um. Oh, one more thing. In 2003, for I thought this. I wrote this down as a little tidbit. Okay. Uh, when the Even Stevens movie aired in June, I think it was. Mm-hmm. My best friend and I, we were both obsessed with Even Stevens and like we wanted to be Lewis and uh, everyone knew it was our show. <laughs> we hosted an Even Stevens movie party. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> a, it was at his house, but we both, we were like, oh, we got to have a party and like three people showed up. But <laughs> we were <laughs> if I had lived there, I would have been one of the three. Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so my earliest memory, I had to really, really think um, because I'm a little younger than you. Um, Mm -hmm. You're 29, you said. I'm 25. Mm -hmm. So um, we're like three, four years apart or whatever. So I had to have been, I did the math. I really had to figure it out because even Stevens premiered in June, I think it was June 17th, 2000. And my birthday is June 22nd. So I believe I had just turned eight after the show's premiere. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah. So the show premiered and then I turned eight like a few days later. And so I, same with uh, being a Nickelodeon kid, I think you 
brought up a very valid uh, thing about Disney being a channel you had to pay for. Mm-hmm. When you said that, I remembered that that was definitely true because for the longest time, I just thought Nickelodeon was the only kids channel in existence because it was the only channel I watched. And I was like, why was that? Why didn't I watch Disney Channel sooner? And it must have been because you had to pay for it. <laughs> um, one day when suddenly uh, you didn't have to pay for Disney Channel anymore, I started using the remote control myself. I, th- I guess I was I was eight. I was old enough to use the remote. Um, sure, yeah. So I started like channel surfing and I came across this channel that had little cartoon robots um, talking to you. Z- Zoog. <laughs> little Zoogs. And I was like, this looks like a kid's channel. I'll keep this on. I'm eight. So I kept watching the channel. And they only had like a few original series at the time. I believe it was Even Stevens, So Weird, Jet Jackson, and The Jersey. The Jersey, yeah. And I clearly remember The Jersey because when I turned on Disney Channel, it was the Zoogs talking to me. It must have been, let's get back to The Jersey. (laughs) And I was like, what's this? So The Jersey came on and I freaking hated this show. Really? With every fiber of my being. And I think it's just because I'm the least athletic person on the planet. So therefore, I have no desire to learn about all of these sports people uh, or athletes, I, <laughs> I believe is the correct term, Brittany. Yeah, yeah, sports people, I think, is actually the official term. Sports people, yeah, no, athletes. Um, I really had no desire to learn about, you know, everything about these people. So I really did not like that show, but uh, they seemed like teenagers to me, you know, and I was eight. So I was like, I'm going to keep watching this channel, though, because it seems cool. It seems like something yeah. I might I shouldn't be watching. Um, and I and I and I watched a lot of cartoons before this as well. So I was like, ooh, live action people. I'm going to keep watching this. And then I'm assuming I kept watching and then I had to really think. And the first episode, I'm 99 percent sure the first episode I saw of Even Stevens was Scrub Day. Oh, wow. I always remembered that episode. And also, that was just an episode that they aired super frequently. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty clear in most people's memories. Um, how could you forget the Vat of Sloppy Joe? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a very distinct episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Donnie dressed as Gandhi. <laughs> yeah. And also, I remember the very beginning with the ominous messages from the eighth graders about uh, blank days till (laughs) till scrub day. That scarred me for life. I was like really scared. Like, is this a real thing? (laughs) Well, not just that. It was like the way it was done in the episode. It's done very creepily. And I was like, am I watching a horror show right now? Like, I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, But then I kept watching and I liked it. And, And this is the thing, though. I wasn't that into even stevens as a kid i was totally a lizzie mcguire person Mm -hmm. because as you said like you're a guy you didn't really relate to that but i'm a girl and i wanted to be hillary duff as you wanted to be lewis i wanted to be hillary duff she was my idol so when i was a kid um lizzie mcguire was really my show but i had a massive crush uh crust crust i'm beans there for a minute i had a massive crust um no (laughs) i had a massive crush on shia but that didn't really develop until season three because i guess that's Mm. when i started thinking he was becoming hot i guess um and i was like 10 or 11 by the time season three started so i was in like middle school or something and i was like oh my god he's hot (laughs) so for a while season three was my favorite season solely because of my crush on shia um that's when it materialized but this is sort of segueing into our next topic i didn't really 
really get into Even Stevens until I revisited it in 2011. Mm -hmm. As a kid, the main things that stuck out to me about the show were the slapstick moments. Mm -hmm. When you're 8 to 11, like that's sort of the stuff that's in your face and leaves an impression. So I started getting really nostalgic for my childhood around 2011 because I was 18 and I was going into college. Like I felt like I was being thrust into the big bad world, but not really yet, you know? So it was like I was being thrust into the college real world and it was scary. Um, So I started, you know, uh, crawling back to my comfort of my childhood shows. And I started, you know, revisiting a few shows. And the first show I revisited, of course, was Lizzie McGuire, because that was just the ultimate show of my childhood. And it was all right. Uh, it, it's it's very dated, looking back at Lizzie. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she was really wrapped up in pop culture, and the fashion was just so over the top. But that's what makes it kind of fun, though, you know, at the oh, same yeah. time. No, for yeah. sure. It's really, it's still, that show is probably the most nostalgic for me. Mm. So I revisited a lot of other shows as well, and I almost wasn't going to revisit Even Stevens because I thought that I had remembered it very clearly because those slapstick and in-your-face moments is really what stuck out in my memory. And I was like, I don't really know if I need to revisit that show. Like, I don't know. But I, you know, I have such a crush on Shia and I love him to this day that I was like, you know what? I don't think I can get away with not revisiting 65 episodes in a TV movie that Shia LaBeouf did as a child. I was like, I need to take a look at this again. And holy crap. I, it was the most pleasantly surprised I have ever been. Yeah. I binged it with my mom. If you guys don't know, if you've read the blog, you I've mentioned my mom <laughs> a lot. But um, yeah, I'm 25, but my mom is my bestie. And so we still live together um, and she, we love all the same things. And so we watched it together. And it had to be like the funnest, that's not a word, but the most fun time uh, the two of us ever had together watching oh, the show. Oh, it holds up really well. Oh, it holds up amazingly. Like we were yeah. rolling off the couch laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just so shocked. And needless to say, I became obsessed in 2011. And I started a blog back then called Even Stevens Things. Oh, I didn't even know this. Yeah, yeah. It, I ran it like anonymously. I don't know why, but I was just uh-huh. like, eh, I'm not going to just like get all into- <laughs> a closeted Even Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I did that. I was just like really weird. I don't know. And I did that. And it was basically just like reblogging like uh, GIFs and well, GIFs, sorry, um, and videos and screenshots and and just talking about it and stuff. Um, And I did that for a while, but then I got caught up with college and I was like, okay, I still watched the show constantly, but I wasn't really like talking about it as much online. Then your article happened in 2016 when I was graduating college. Wow. Now I feel really old. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But yeah, so I was graduating college and then I was actually being thrust into the big bad world. So then I was retreating to the comfort of my childhood once again. Yeah. And then I found your article and then I was like, you know what? Holy crap. No, I have to do this blog now. And yeah, that's pretty much my story. (laughs) (laughs) The timeline for nostalgia is is very interesting when you look at everyone's uh, lives and you see like for me, I got nostalgic when I started missing home and I moved away, but it didn't really kind of kick in where I, to where I was, you know, downloading TV bumpers and like mm-hmm. commercials and like watching the commercials. Oh like, yeah. Like oh, that's, yeah. that's when you know you're like in the, in the <laughs> thick of it is when you're just watching commercials from your childhood. I was just doing that last night. <laughs> yeah. Same. 
I, like last night, the night before, I was just watching some old commercials, kind of like preparing myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I probably started doing that around maybe 24, 23, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe 22 even. But just right around the time when, you know, you, you really start experiencing the real world and it kind of whacks you in the face. Right. I like when I see like the 13 year olds who pretend to be nostalgic about oh stuff. I'm my like, God. you don't know what nostalgia is yet. Yeah. Ooh. They're like the, yeah. they're literally talking about shows like Shake It Up and and like Sunny with a Chance. Oh my gosh, it's painful. Yeah, oh, from I like from literally 2009 to 2010, oh, they're like I miss yeah. the old Disney Channel. I was like, get out of town. That's when it started sucking. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was like getting bad even before that. So yeah. I'm like, don't even try to say that. I liked Life with Derek. That was like one of my one of my favorite shows. Which people also call Life with Derek like an Even Stevens ripoff. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Like a Canadian Even Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And I think that's probably why I liked it. It was probably around the time when they stopped or they they lessened the amount of Even Stevens that they played. Mm-hmm. And then they started Life with Derek. And I was just trying to find a show <laughs> to fill the void. <laughs> yeah. And this is before you could really find Even Stevens a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was watching Life with Derek and I liked it. I mean, it's not like one of my favorite shows, but, you know, it was it was entertaining enough compared to that. Or it was just way better than everything else that was on Disney Channel at the time, which might have been what it was. I think a big thing about it, though, is the fact that Disney Channel transitioned from single camera shows to multi camera shows. Yep, exactly. Um, you know, sitcom style shows. Every show has a laugh track. Mm-hmm. Um, every show is in like a cheap set with like bright colors. And it's like. Yeah. And I heard someone talk about it and, and they were discussing how Nickelodeon and even the early Disney Channel shows were. Uh, you know, the protagonists were just everyday kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess maybe not even Jet Jackson. Yeah, yeah, that was that was almost like the male Hannah Montana kind. Yeah, of. pretty much. But 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 like Nickelodeon stuff was very much for sure like regular kids who were mm-hmm. doing regular kid stuff. But the Disney Channel was you know these kids with these extraordinary abilities mm-hmm. that kind of made made the audience the kids in the audience want to be like those kids and oh i wish i i was a rock star or i wish i was a psychic or a psychic or could travel through time or whatever and for me even stevens and lizzie mcguire were so special because they were just about ordinary kids who were just living life and you know joking around and Mm -hmm. uh like pranking their siblings or whatever you know to me that's why it was such a great show is because it kind of connected me to the old nickelodeon stuff that, mm-hmm. I used, that I grew up watching mm-hmm. um, so heavily. No, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. I was just thinking about that the other day because I've been watching a lot of uh, people talk about older Disney Channel shows and just older kids shows in general because this this been a huge, you know, 90s, early 2000s nostalgia wave. And it's funny because I clearly remember when Disney Channel stopped airing all of their like single camera shows and started transitioning to sitcoms because yeah. um, That's a Raven was the very that first was like one. That was like the first one, yeah. And I remember thinking, I will never forget, the very first episode of That's a Raven is when she dresses up as her mother and but it's like a ridiculous it's nothing she she doesn't look anything like her mother she's like this obese version of her mother like this ridiculous fat suit like ridiculous fake teeth and she's like walking around the school dressed like this (laughs) and all I remember and like and you hear the laugh track in the background of the ads and stuff it was like that's a raven a new comedy of psychic proportions or whatever (laughs) that's the the exact bumper for it watch that's a raven a comedy of psychic proportions Every day at 7.30, Central on Disney Channel. Yep, yep. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I just remember thinking, literally, this was my exact thought process. 
this looks stupid. <laughs> That's literally what 11-year-old Brittany said uh, as I saw these commercials for That's a Raven. And so it's yeah. so funny now because it's been 10 years since That's a Raven. There's been a That's a Raven reboot already. Um, yeah. And so many people, like pretty much the nostalgic Disney shows start with That's a Raven now. Yeah. And it's like, it's so weird to me because I'm like, no, like I remember that's when everything started shifting. Yeah, there's like a whole generation before that who remembers it completely different. It's like, you're lucky if even Stevens is cons- is ever mentioned in the same breath as like mm-hmm. That's a Raven, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Um, and then they push it to like Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place. I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> like yeah. Lizzie McGuire, you always see mentioned always i think it's yeah you do actually because hillary duff is hillary duff and she's still a thing and she's you know still great and everyone really loves her i love hillary yeah me too i still want to be her still the idol (laughs) um you know so everyone always talks about lizzie mcguire and then as well because andy mack is that new show on disney channel which Mm -hmm. is definitely um going back to the channel's roots you know it's a single camera show it's uh you know a young girl everyday things going on and it's by the creator of lizzie mcguire oh is it really yeah so it's so i definitely tuned into it because of that and i watch that show all the time now um you know it's actually talking about a real life thing you know this girl finds out that her older sister is actually her mother and no way. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I, I should watch the show. That's oh, yeah. It's it's amazing. And, and you know, so that sends her down this path of self-discovery. And then her best guy friend is coming to terms with being gay. And it's like, oh, really? it's a huge, wow. it's it's a big cornerstone right now for Disney Channel. That's a big difference than uh, the Jersey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, I, I forgot that the Jersey on that show could like move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it had like a mind of its own. <laughs> Yeah, like fine people. I saw a promo for it when I was watching the old commercials and I said, wow, I don't remember that. Um, But (laughs) wow, I'm glad I blocked that out, actually. Um, Real quick, what's your opinion on Phil of the Future? I'm just curious. I really liked Phil of the Future, honestly. To me, that was the show where I was like, yeah, I don't like Disney Channel. (laughs) Even though though it was the same creator as even Stevens. Oh, it was? Matt Dearborn? No, it was Sean McNamara. Sorry, it was the same executive producers. That's what it was. Right. Yeah, I think it was Sean McNamara. I want to say I probably people are probably yelling at me on <laughs> in their cars, but it had a connection with even Stevens. I think mm. it was executive producers. No, yeah, I liked it. I didn't watch it too much, and I think it was one of those shows that ended like prematurely. I think it only yeah. got it only got like forty two episodes or something like that. Oh, did it really? I didn't yeah, know but I had a crush on Ricky Ullman, so that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's probably the main reason why I liked that show. I think that was the thing. Like Shia was such like a goofy guy. I mean, he was cute as a kid, but he wasn't mm-hmm. like that stereotypical like, mm-hmm. but. Ricky Ullman was almost like too good looking and I it just kind of was like it feels like they were trying to make him it make the show too attractive I don't know right. it was just like it was it was irritating to me because I wanted like another goofy because I was excited to watch it and then I wanted it mm-hmm. to be goofy like even Stevens and I was just bitter that even Stevens ended and this show right. was on I wasn't a big Phil the Future fan I'd probably like it now but I, just I mean I, I tried rewatching it recently and it was a little bit it was a little too wacky I think a little bit yeah and, and um, the theme song was trying too hard. It was like, Phil, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil of the, the future. future. <laughs> Meet a boy named Phil and his family on vacation from the 22nd century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is this is too much for me. No, yeah, it, it definitely um, something about 
that show is that it also was a gimmick. He's from the future. Yeah, you know, exactly. it, was, it was it went right along with the, you know, one you got to be a psychic or a wizard or a secret pop star or from the future. Like everyone had something, yep. some extra thing. And I think that's um, that might be one of the reasons why even Stevens is forgotten because <laughs> mm-hmm. it is yeah, like because it wasn't it didn't have that gimmick. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. And it and it's it's weird to me that it is one of the overlooked shows um, because it stars Shia. Like mm-hmm. it's it's very strange to me that so many people are continuing to like sleep on it. Basically, yeah. it's weird. Right. Or then I it just hit me the other day that maybe some people haven't bothered revisiting it because they remember it the way I did. Like yeah. maybe maybe they think it's not worth revisiting because sure, all they yeah. remember is Shia LaBeouf screaming and like wacky stuff. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I feel like that might be part of it. I'm just thinking out loud, but yeah, there's. I mean, it's it's odd, I, and I think they're just. I think it maybe was that transition from it being a paid Disney Channel being a paid network to being a you know a, a free network or whatever mm-hmm. or like on on regular cable mm-hmm. because uh, I and I think a lot of people didn't maybe didn't realize it back then and right. just. It didn't have a, a bigger, as big of an audience. Right. And then by the time, you know, and, and also I think that Disney Channel probably had a higher girl audience and boy audience. Oh, yeah. I think they still do to this day. That, that's why Lizzie McGuire, That's So Raven were such successful shows and mm-hmm. even Phil of the Future and even Stevens weren't as, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they were popular mm-hmm. to some degree, but I don't think that over time it hasn't had the same nostalgia as exactly the, the girl run like even wizards of waverly place hannah mm-hmm. montana like look at those shows those are the shows that people are talking about and which are still just so recent in my memory i'm like please stop <laughs> just please stop <laughs> i hate hannah montana I, yeah i hated that it was so painful it wasn't funny it yeah was just that and the laugh tracks on the shows now versus even like sitcoms in the 90s laugh tracks versus now like mm-hmm. back then it was very organic laughter and now it's like ha 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 Yep, yep, ah, yep. <laughs> it's like very like uh, uh, orchestrated laughter, and it's oh yeah, it wasn't. It's not natural by any means, and you no. can even hear them like cu- cut like it, cutting. Yep, it's like jump cut mm-hmm. laughter. It's like so weird. And um, no, yeah, it's funny though because I watched Disney Channel way into high school uh, because I was a huge Jonas Brothers fan. <laughs> so I definitely did watch a lot of Hannah Montana from time to time because it was like on. Sure, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I was like the same age as the Jonas Brothers. I had like a crush on Nick. So I mm. definitely watched uh, their show and uh, a lot of stuff for them well into high school. But that was really the only thing I really watched Disney Channel yeah. for. Um, but yeah, so other than that, as far as like nostalgia for shows, it's definitely my nostalgia is definitely from the shows before 2003 or like before mm-hmm. 2000 I want to say maybe like 2006 because they kept showing reruns up until mm-hmm. like that time so like I was still watching Disney Channel then so like any shows that might have been on then I probably still have a little nostalgia for so like a little bit for That's So Raven a little bit for Phil of the Future but it really was like even Stevens and Lizzie McGuire for me when I was like 8 to 11 yeah. um, that I really have nostalgia for but I guess this sort of segues into our other topic um, yeah. which is you know why we like it so much like what makes this show so good why do we like it still into adulthood um and i think aside from it being a live action single camera show that you know feels more organic feels more real compared to like later kids shows quote unquote kids shows i want to say because yeah even stevens is a show that i think was written very cleverly 
in a way that can appeal to more than just the typical target yeah. audience that they might have been going for. It didn't talk down to kids. No, it definitely it, didn't. It uh, definitely didn't pander or nope. or it was you felt when you watched it, you felt like like my parents watched it. They were laugh, laughing. Oh, yeah. At me, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So and the same with you, like you said, you watched it with your mom. And even as you were an adult, you watched it and liked it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it holds up really, really well, like I said earlier. Amazingly. And so, yeah, I think that's definitely a huge thing. And it's 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 written in this way. Like I, I talked to you off the record about this a little bit. It, it's so hard for me to pinpoint the style of comedy that it tapped into because, mm-hmm. you know, later on now, like with shows that came after it, like I can see like parts Malcolm in the Middle parts like um, but Malcolm in the Middle was on around the same time but mm-hmm. I can see like parts Malcolm in the Middle and then for me personally I it's probably just my mind wanting to see this but I can see parts of The Office parts of Modern yeah. Family I, I could see that even I mean you know it was surrealistic humor it was subtle humor even mm-hmm. like some, not all the jokes were right on the nose like oh, in yeah. front of your face mm-hmm. but you had to be paying attention like some stuff was in the background like like there's like one of my favorite things and I think you talked about it in, in in the article you wrote about the episode um it was I think it was the it was the Loomis episode mm-hmm. what's the girl's Naya Rivera from Glee yeah 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 she she like her hair comes out yeah yep, yep, that's yep. Loomis right and yep. then she hands it and then Twitty takes it and then just like off the side of the frame he puts, puts it, it in, in his, his pocket, pocket. <laughs> I still don't get that to this day. I'm like, why is that happening? For years, like my, my wife, every time, like I, I've been with my wife for 11 and a half years now. Wow. So for years we've been, every time she, like her, I find one of her hair, she has long hair, <laughs> one of her hairs on my shirt. I used to like grab it and like put it in my pocket. <laughs> Not weird at all. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like this joke. And I, I, I didn't even realize it was from even Stevens because there's so many things that I do. Mm-hmm. and. Like sometimes I'll watch an episode. I was like, oh, that's where I get it from. Yep. Or like, you know, because I you don't notice everything every episode. Sometimes mm-hmm. you'll watch an episode twice in a row and notice completely different things. Mm-hmm. So that's the beauty of it is in the office, like you said, is the same way or even modern family. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like, I'm probably going to in post, I'm going to add in a quote from Rain Wilson right now that he said about the office. He described it and he said, our show is the most um, kind of awkward, embarrassing and kind of real uh, show on TV that deals with that color of comedy. I think we're the best in that in that genre, which we inherited from the from the brilliant English show. I don't know what it is, but it seems that Ricky Gervais was able to just capitalize almost on a generational shift uh, with an understanding that so much of the comedy is not in the setup setup punchline. There's very few jokes on our show. It really is behavior uh, characters behaving. And the reactions to that behavior, you know, Dwight will do something stupid, but the laugh is on Pam watching it or Jim seeing it and then turning to the camera. So it's uh, uh, less a comedy of um, awkwardness and more a comedy of of reactivity. Um, yeah. So I, I and I like to think almost of Lewis as like a young Michael Scott yeah. sometimes. Well, and, and like you said, like it's mostly situational, but then there was Lewis who would have like an amazing line or like mm-hmm. would just respond to something. I don't know if he, sometimes I think he was ad-libbing. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, sure. no, he was confirmed. There's an old interview with him where he says that it was ad-libbed. How does that compare to movies? I mean, how does TV compare to movies? Totally different, you know, it's a totally so? different situation where that whole show was basically really ad-libbed 
we just made up a lot of stuff and just was stupid all day. And and so it, and it was kind of the same way with Michael Scott. Like a lot of it was situational, and then Michael would just deliver like an amazing line, mm-hmm. and it was just like amidst all this situational humor that was happening, and it mm-hmm. was just brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like so, like I definitely see shades of that, and mm-hmm. which is amazing because The Office is like one of my all-time favorite shows, especially for co- for comedy. It doesn't seem weird to me that I would like both shows, and especially even into adulthood because even Stevens holds up that well. Speaking of that, uh, I guess segueing into um, another sort of segment here, I've pulled up some IMDb reviews uh, of the series from. 2002, 2003, um, around the time the show was on, and then some more recent ones that are up there. And I think these are pretty interesting. Um, And I thought it would be cool to kind of read them uh, to sort of support what we're saying here, because it's really interesting to hear other people have the same thoughts. Okay, so here's, okay, here's a newer one from 2013. Someone gave it a nine out of ten, <laughs> and they said, oh "Reserving that last star, you know, just, just can't go all the way." Yeah, you don't want to give it ten. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the, the subject of their review is, "I love this show. It's even funnier than I remember." And they said, out of all the Disney shows I grew up watching, even Stevens is the one I remember the least. Uh, That's because when I really started watching it, the show was over already and Disney only had reruns going. But I have to say, here's my opinion. This show is funny, inventive, genius. The characters are so cool and entertaining and each episode is always a real blast to watch. My favorite character is Louis Stevens and I never expected Shia LaBeouf to explode into stardom the way he did. He is a great actor. Uh, and then she says, my least favorite character would have to be Ren because she's boring in comparison to everyone else. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, uh, I, um, I, I'm probably same with me. <laughs> and it says, I think uh, the show should have lasted for more than three seasons. Uh, now that I'm watching the show again on YouTube, I have a greater appreciation for it. And I definitely relate to that. Okay, another one. This is from tw- uh, 2004. They say, one of the funniest shows ever made. Even Stevens is one of my top 10 shows of all time. The characters are great. A lot of people don't like Beans, but I think he can be hilarious. The supporting cast is excellent, but the show belongs to Shia. He is a superb actor. Everyone on the show is, in my opinion. The writing is witty, clever, and original. Some of the episodes literally have me laughing for over a half an hour, and most shows are unable to elicit more than a chuckle from me. The acting was really good. Like, so everyone, good. And there wasn't really a bad actor on the show. Like, no. No. Everyone was perfect. From I loved Ren, but it's just I was Lewis, so like mm-hmm. every time they'd get into it, I'd be like, "Oh, Ren, you <laughs> got him again!" And I, <laughs> oh, Ren, you got him again! <laughs> I'd be like, like at the end of uh, of uh, Secret World of Girls. Oh man, I'm just that's my favorite episode, but I'm just so frustrated that Ren wins at the end of the episode. And it's so funny though that that's like what ruins the episode for you but that's what saves the episode <laughs> yeah. for me because it was just so invasive what Lewis was doing to the girls because I was like that would have been me I would have been like oh yes let's do this like this is a great idea like as like a 12 year old you know <laughs> and I'd be like yeah this is a great idea let's spy on my sister and her friends and like sell tickets for it and yeah, yeah. then she just oh, like God. <laughs> foils his plans well we'll cross that bridge when we get to it but yeah, of course, got, yeah. I got stuff to say about that but yeah, so basically 
um, with these reviews, like here's another one. Uh, it says, all the characters are perfect. The show is hilarious. No one gives it enough credit. I'm disappointed that Disney dwells so much on Lizzie McGuire, though. Even Stevens is just as good, only from a boy and girl's point of view, not mm-hmm. just a 13-year-old girl. Um, and I thought that that review was really interesting because um, it's true. Like there aren't Disney Channel shows that have a male protagonist or like a male main character like as yeah. you as you said earlier Disney Channel was like more of like a girl channel so to speak because when you think of Disney Channel shows like most of their shows have a trio and they have mm-hmm. a trio of friends and um you know Lizzie McGuire it was Lizzie Miranda and Gordo uh that's a Raven it was Raven Chelsea and Eddie and when I was thinking of even Stevens I was like wow this really kind of was shy as shell like as much as it was you know even stevens that the whole title of the show was about ren and lewis always trying to get even and whatever but it really sort of was shy as shell because when you think of the trio it's lewis twitty and tawny so this sort of was like the guy show basically i would say um on disney channel and again that's probably why it's remembered less i don't know I, i just thought that was was pretty interesting i think that's probably all the reviews except for this one right here that i kind of liked uh this is from 2000 so this was back like when oh, it was wow. when it was like the first season like the first season yeah yep uh so it said the title of their review is not what it seems <laughs> And it says, when the commercial started airing for this kiddie comedy, I was sure that it would be a badly written flop. Wrong. (laughs) 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 It says, this show is actually very mature and funny. I found myself laughing at everything. Also, I love the characters, the relationship between Ren and Lewis. I find myself relating to them. I think the show is much too good for the Disney Channel. Too bad ABC can't start airing the show. I think that many families and kids will relate to and love the show. And I definitely agree with that as well yeah this almost kind of segues into our next topic unless there's anything you want to add no no that's that's great okay the next topic of course is our thoughts on a reboot which (laughs) (laughs) i have thought about this a lot especially since we are literally in reboot fever oh my gosh it's like (laughs) ridiculous like we're getting reboots of shows that no one even asked for at this point um (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like the crew it's like the actors that were in this show are just like i just want to do this show again (laughs) i've seen like shows and articles like entertainment shows and articles pop up about like this show's coming back i'm like i don't even remember this show like (laughs) who is asking for this who wants this i i don't know but yeah so like our thoughts on a reboot Mm -hmm. um okay so it's like i definitely have my requirements if this were to ever happen and i think the number one thing is that it cannot be on disney channel like this, yeah. Can't, it would have to be like Netflix, Netflix or something. Netflix. Because look at Girl Meets Girl Meets. I don't know. If, were you? Do you watch Boy Meets World a lot? This was definitely something I wanted to get into here. Okay. Because um, I hated Girl Meets World. I, I I wouldn't say I hated Girl Meets World. I liked it for uh, certain aspects of mm-hmm. it. But I when it started to become just about the kids mm-hmm. and it started, every episode became like uh, you know really sentimental and it was very uh, self indulgent. I think mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, yep. for the kid from the kids' perspective, from the, the Corey and Topanga and Sean, like it was definitely. I mean, they went through a seven a seven season series. Mm-hmm. I mean, versus a two and a half. I mean, this Girl Meets World was on for two seasons, and it was already getting like self nostalgic about like its first yep. season. I'm like, what is yep. going on? 
Boy Meets World premiered the year I was born. So yeah. it, it you probably watched the Disney Channel, right? Yep, I watched the Disney Channel reruns, uh, but it, I don't really have as much nostalgia for it because I wasn't mm. watching it live. I own every season of Boy Meets World on DVD. Same, like yeah. it's, it's definitely a show that I like and I revisit a lot. Um, and I freaking hated Girl Meets World. I yeah, thought it, it was, was terrible. Bad. I thought the acting was laughable. Um, I thought the the scripts left so much to be desired. And the big problem is that with these specific, like these Disney Channel reboots, is that instead of rebooting these shows for the people who grew up with them, they're rebooting it for a new generation. Yeah. And that is, that's the problem. Yeah, they think they have to aim it towards kids, but no, mm-hmm. like put it on Netflix or, or exactly. Hulu or Amazon Prime and make it direct, like direct it towards the original audience mm-hmm. and make it about those characters and exactly. like have the kids there or whatever. It, they did Girl Meets World all wrong. Yep, no. And and that's the thing. It's it's like, ugh, like I've seen people say, oh yeah, like bring even Stevens back and have it be about Ren's kids. I'm like, absolutely not like oh my god like like no like that is not what i want no i way. and and it's so stupid too because like with um with raven's home you know it's about raven mm-hmm. as a mom and yeah. you know her kid like her son has visions i found myself tuning into girl meets world a lot the first season and then i eventually just started tuning out because this show was not made for me you know, yeah. and and it's really really annoying because if you're rebooting these shows for the nostalgic value, mm-hmm. and then just completely like the nostalgia is just buried in there, um, with you know some of the characters you love are still there, you know they're they're there, yeah. but it's not really about them. I would need an even Stevens reboot to be about these characters navigating adulthood. You know, obviously Shia probably most likely would not be on board for a reboot. You never um, know. I know. Yeah, you. <laughs> you yeah, never know you with Shia. Absolutely I mean, never know some, with him. I mean, he could do something. Uh, you know, he he's he's game for whatever he wants to be game. Exactly. For. Exactly. And I think ever since he did his all his movies or all my movies um, and watched yeah. the even Stevens movie, I think he gained an appreciation for it or at least mm-hmm. became a little nostalgic for it himself. Because um, there was a time, obviously, when he was trying to transition from child actor to adult actor where he was sort of distancing himself from even Stevens and yeah. wasn't really talking about it a lot. Like you can't really find a lot of interviews um, with him talking about it. No. I think now that, you know, maybe he's coming to a point in his life where he's appreciating it for what it was as well and like can see how great it is I don't know um but you know so yeah so you never know what he might decide to do um but he's embracing his past right now too I think with Honey Boy Honey Boy yes and with the and with all my movies a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. I think he's just yeah it might be in the I mean We'll still get into whether or not it should happen, but I think oh, yeah, yeah, if yeah. it did happen, I think he might be game He for might it, be maybe. down for it, maybe. yeah. Because uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw, but with um, Honey Boy, and for those of you listening, if you don't know, Honey Boy is uh, Shia's basically uh, biopic, I guess, right now mm-hmm. that's in the works. And uh, he's playing his own father, and he has uh, two actors playing himself. So he has a younger actor, Noah Jupe, playing like even Stevens era Shia, and then Lucas Hedges playing like young adult Shia. Um, I'm excited. I'm dying to see I if they if so they feature excited. anything about even Stevens. And, I mean, I'm sure they will about, because they have to, right? Because that was his launching point. Mm-hmm, it was his yeah. launching point, and then the movie is really about you know his relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. And a big thing was that um, he would go from even Stevens tapings to AA meetings with yeah. his dad. 
you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that it doesn't soil any of my memories of the show. Like, I don't want yeah. it to be like, this time in my life was so dark and whatever. Like, that would really upset me. Uh, but yeah. he but he said a bunch of times that it was like some of his best memories are from his time on the show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but with Honey Boy, recently uh, the, the director, Alma, uh, if you follow her on Instagram... Uh, she shared that a lot of people that worked on the movie worked on Even Stevens. Really? Yeah. She oh, said that's a, cool. She said a lot of the crew that worked on Honey Boy uh, were on Even Stevens. Oh, that's inc- really fun. Including um, David Grace. Uh, okay. The uh, line producer or executive, one, one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, he worked on Honey Boy and he brought back um, the Hawaiian shirt that uh, that Shia wore in Close Encounters. Oh, awesome. She posted a picture of Shia wearing the shirt and he's like all grown into it now. And it's like, wow. you know, not baggy. And he's like smiling and, and it's like, it's like That's crazy. Cool. Like, so I got I'm a like, follower. yeah, yeah. So I think like, even Stevens is definitely on his radar these days. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, you never know um, if he would sign on for it. But considering that the chances are that he most likely won't, I think we'll mm-hmm. lean more towards that tip of the scale. Um, in that case, I just absolutely do not think it should happen. <laughs> like, like, <Yeah>. like if Shia <laughs> is not involved, it's just sort of like not only because even Stevens was really it was Lewis and Wren that was the whole subject of the show and that that's where the show got its name as we said earlier like it was sort of Shia's show so if you don't have Lewis Stevens on even Stevens it, like I say it's almost like rebooting Seinfeld without Seinfeld <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you know it's like it's like that's what it's like to me it's like let's have yeah. the the Elaine show come back it's like or even without even without like Kramer or even yeah. like any one of them yeah it would be weird but okay, here's my thing. If he did come back, would he have long curly hair? <laughs> like that's the I'd thing. I'd say yes. I say yes. I think that's a requirement. I think that's a requirement. <laughs> like when he recently did his uh Borg McEnroe. Oh movie, yeah, yeah. He oh had, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he had the He long had curly the hair, hair back. Point. He had the hair back and I was like, "Oh yeah. my god." And he was like clean shaven and he looked the same. <laughs> yeah, he looked like like, like there were like, like when they were doing like press for the show, I'm mean, for the show, for the movie, they were doing like a lot of press. And I was just having such flashbacks and I was like, wow, he could totally pick up uh, playing Louis Stevens. And I think I've thought about it a lot that it would be an interesting acting challenge for him because I know he's all about pushing himself and, you know, doing different things, doing like weird things. And honestly, even Stevens could be a project like that because, I mean, having to slip back into a character you haven't played in like 15, 16 years and, you know, updating it for, you know, an adult 30 something version of this character, but still keeping those quirks and still, you know, yeah, I think that that would be I would give my right arm, honestly, to see how Shia would approach playing a 30 something Louis Stevens. Well, not only that is is. He hasn't done a comedy since. Oh I mean, my god! I, I don't think he's done a comedy. I mean, maybe you could consider Holes like a kind of comedy. But that was two thousand three. That was two thousand three. <laughs> I mean, like I'm trying to think of like a. He, he hasn't done a. Oh, uh, the Dumb and Dumber. Dumber and Dumber. That was the only. I think it's the only comedy he's done, like pure comedy. But maybe. it wasn't like a smart comedy. 
either. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I so like it's Dumb like, Dumber, but. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I, I, like, I like it solely for him. And his name is Lewis in that movie. Yeah, it's great. So it's like, L-E-W, it made, though, right? Yeah, L-E-W-I-S. E-W-I-S. So, like, yeah. in my head, yeah, totally different character. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's still cool to see, like, a slightly older Shia, like, in a high school setting. Yeah. Uh, his name is Lewis, like, interacting with different characters. Like, it's really weird. It, like, yeah. it makes me feel like we're getting a high school iteration of Lewis Stevens, even though we're not, yeah. uh, obviously. But it just makes me sort of wish um, and wonder what would have happened if the show kept going or even like switched over to a major network or something. That's a big, big thing for me is that he's he hasn't done a comedy in four ever, in five ever. He has not done yeah, a comedy ever. in five ever, yeah. Um, like I need a new comedy from Shia LaBeouf yesterday, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I think that's another big thing with him. I don't know if it has to do with distancing himself from it, but, you know, he's been doing a lot of gritty indie movies and yeah. and you know like trying I feel like he's trying a little hard to be like take me seriously I'm a serious actor yeah and he and he is a re- he's an amazing actor yeah he's incredible he's amazing he's, I've, I've always said he's a comedic genius but oh yeah and then when he started doing uh, like indie stuff I was like wow this is like he can act, act. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he can like legitimately I mean, he's my favorite actor me too um, and, and he for years I've been seeing he's been in movies that have been critically not as acclaimed but in mm-hmm. every almost every review it says yep the movie's not great but Shia LaBeouf is amazing in mm-hmm. it like almost every movie that he's ever done that's been not Panned. critically acclaimed has said that <laughs> yep it's a testament to how good he is mm-hmm. and that's like such another thing is that to this day I think even Stevens is the only role he's won like a prestigious award for <laughs> yeah uh, so. he won an Emmy for playing Louis Stevens and that's such yeah. a big deal um and so well deserved as well I mean just an amazing job on this show Um, and so I think I don't know like it would just be absolutely amazing to see him go back to his roots because he started as a stand-up comedian and Mm -hmm. um, Louis Stevens was kind of written around him like there were a lot of similarities and Mm -hmm. um, and and you know and I, I think that's probably why he he shined so bright on this show is because you know it was such an extension of himself and he just played it so naturally and he was he's just has such a natural gift for comedy that it almost feels like a sin that he's not you know giving it to the world right now yeah here's how i see reboot happening it's not going to be a series I think it would be like a one-off special. I think I think a one-off. Honestly, I would like to see a one-off special. Personally, I think it'd be cool. I think I would like to see like a six-episode miniseries yeah, or something like that. Because because like, I feel like if yeah. it was a one-off episode, that would leave me wanting more. And if it yeah, was maybe, like, yeah, yeah. and if it was like a movie, that would leave me wanting more. And movies tonally always feel different from a show. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Because yeah, because then the narrative's different, and the, mm-hmm. they have the three-act structure and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. So I I think like a, like a like like with Stranger Things, like one season of mm-hmm. Stranger Things feels complete like you like you know and or like the first season of the walking dead only had six episodes mm-hmm. um you know something like that where like it still feels really solid and it gives you enough um and that's something i think i would like to see but yeah i think i think that might be all all my thoughts on that there's probably so much more i could say about it but we're gonna, <laughs> oh, yeah. we're gonna we'll, wrap we, it up. We'll, we'll probably uh talk about it more too along the way yeah yeah, yeah for bit, sure yeah.
Uh, let's move on from that for now. But yeah, definitely interesting conversation to be had. Yeah. Um, I knew there would be a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, so I want to get into these listener letters. Um, you guys came through. We got some emails, which I really, really appreciate. Um, it was really great to get these and read some. Um, piggybacking off of our last topic, I think I'll read this email first. Uh, it's from Kevin. So thank you, Kevin, for sending this. I really appreciated this one. Uh, he sends in, he says, here are some quick takes. Even Stevens needs streaming rights. Hulu, Netflix, Amazon. Boy Meets World dropped on Hulu recently, and I rewatched most of the series with my girlfriend. Um, and then a next bullet, he says, I think a reboot would work under certain conditions. Christy Carlson Romano would have to be on board, specifically playing the mother, maybe single. She has to have two kids, one a son. She has to have two yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Uh, and she better be with Larry Beal. Oh, heck yeah. And have some biracial kids running around. If you guys don't yeah. know, I'm biracial, so I would um, be very, um, <laughs> I would have a lot to say about that as far as the That'd casting cool. goes. Yeah, so uh, she has to have two kids, one who is studious more like Ren and a younger uh, one who is kooky like Lewis but then again we already talked about that I wouldn't really want to see that <laughs> so, so then would Lewis be like the Uncle Chuck be like oh, influencing no! he'd no! be like influencing the no! little son <laughs> that is I do not need to see Lewis become the failure that was that would so depress me that would be the most depressing thing in w- the world would she be maybe would she be with who's the guy from what's his name in the Even Stevens movie was his name Jason yeah Jason Ugh, Mutai Mutai yeah Mutai was his other name. it got me so mad that they just stuck her with him last minute I was like yeah. okay first of all this guy is at least 30 she's supposed (laughs) like like she is supposed to be i think i've come to the conclusion she was supposed to be at least 15 at this point yeah she's probably about 14 15 because lawrence junior high definitely goes to ninth grade because because they don't address it but uh lewis and ren definitely move up a grade in season three in the third season yeah Yeah, lewis is definitely in eighth grade we see him using the eighth grade bathroom (laughs) and then ren says that she's no longer in seventh or eighth grade at one point so i was like obviously Mm -hmm. she must be in ninth because she still goes to lawrence so so yeah she's supposed to be 15 and this guy has a career as an actor he clearly is old looking and so i'm like ew why did they do this this is gross like not feeling it and yeah so no i they need to uh backpedal and have her be with larry beal what do you think about ren and twitty i've seen people ship that but that's like so weird to me though i think it's it all stems from thin ice yeah, uh, where she says, course. I'm in love with my little brother's best friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, that could be something. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. all I know is that Lewis and Tawny still have to be together. And there's some like plots that could go with that. Like maybe they're getting married and there's like a bunch of stuff to be had about that. Or maybe like Lewis finds out she's pregnant or something. And then like there's like just insanity about that. Um, You know, I'm sure there's like a lot that could go down. Anyway, so then he goes on to say, I don't think this reboot would work on Disney Channel, which we talked about. It would be better off on Freeform or Hulu or Netflix. Uh, Disney Disney has changed and Girl Meets World wasn't allowed to grow. um, And we talked about that as well. Uh, And that was sucky too about Girl Meets World is that they rebooted that knowing that Disney Channel cuts shows off 
mm-hmm. at like the third or fourth season. Yes. So, yeah, so, so that's almost insulting to think that they went into that knowing we were never going to see these kids grow up and, and you know, graduate high school, go yeah. to college, get married. It was almost an insult. I mean, like I said, I, I watched Gremlins World all the way to the end. Just because mm-hmm. of, of Boy Meets World is, I always say, even Stevens is my favorite show. Boy Meets World is my second favorite show. Mm-hmm. So Girl Meets World, I just felt like I had to, for canon purpose, mm-hmm. watch it all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And there were moments where I was like, this could be really good. But it just, it just, yeah. Yeah, no. It did, it did it a disservice <laughs> by making it three seasons and oh, it yeah. should have been on on Netflix. Or they, I, I was hoping that they'd at least try to get it on Netflix after they mm-hmm. canceled it. Mm-hmm. But it would yeah. still be weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, know. Be, they, already, they already did too much damage. Yeah, oh yeah. Damage is done, for sure. Uh, and then he says, Shia LaBeouf will 10,000% not be on board to star in a reboot. <laughs> uh, however, I think he would sign on to be a guest star like Sean on Girl Meets World or Uncle Jesse no, in Fuller House. They couldn't, they couldn't do that. They might as well not do it. Exactly. Point. Like, when I read this email, I was like, absolutely not. Like, if, if we can't have even Stevens with all of Louis Stevens, it's all or nothing. Like I don't, yeah. I don't want like one little guest appearance from him when he essentially was the show. Like it would just be like, oh right, this is the elephant in the room <laughs> that is missing from yeah. this show, and exactly. here, here he is for one little sneeze, and then he's gone. No, would it be called Evener Stevens? <laughs> even more Stevens. Even more Stevens. <laughs> they had a marathon on Disney Channel called Even More Stevens Marathon. Did they really? Yes, they oh, did. Oh wow! I saw it on I one like of those it. old commercials that I was watching the other night. So get even more of Even Stevens with the Even More Stevens Marathon. Friday starting at 2-1 Central, part of Zoog Weekends. That rings a faint bell, but I don't I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll be editing in snippets from things as we go, okay. I think. And he ends by saying, I love the show because it has such good energy and it was so much fun. I myself have a smart older sister uh, and we would watch the show together and admire the exaggerated look at our dynamic. I love that it was single camera on location, not on a studio set. It added authenticity. And mm-hmm. we talked a lot about that already. So that thank you kevin for that we're on the same page except for thank you, kevin. <laughs> except for the reboot um yeah it's all right <laughs> I, I'm, there are gonna be a lot of fans who want a reboot too oh and yeah, I, yeah i don't yeah. i don't blame them it's just it's just like you have to be realistic about thinking uh about what how it would actually happen. translate yeah. Um, and speaking of that, we talked about this off the record again the other day. But uh, in case you guys missed it, there was a guy who drew up a comic book. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he drew up a comic, like just a one off strip um, of Ren running for president and Lewis crashing her press conference. Heckling and her. and it was it was honestly amazing. And yeah. as soon as I saw that, I was like, honestly, I would be OK with even Stevens being revived sure. as, a, as a comic book series. Because it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be as uh detriment if it you know if it didn't work out it it doesn't really uh, slap you in the face as exactly. hard as like an actual the same medium mm-hmm. which would be like a tv or a movie mm-hmm. like i yeah, feel like so i wouldn't be as upset if, if anything else it progresses the uh legacy of the show mm-hmm. without ruining the legacy of the show yep, you know what exactly. i mean like it at least uh creates enthusiasm for the nostalgia of it and I, and I was saying before, like, the show definitely had, like, its outlandish cartoony moments. So mm-hmm. I feel like a comic book could be a totally natural medium to explore for the show. Sure. And, it, like, seeing that strip, if you guys haven't seen it, um, I think it's on the Even Stevens ranked Twitter account. I retweeted it on there if you want to check it mm-hmm. out. But it is so, it just made me, I was like, I would totally be okay with something like that. Um, 
But yeah, that's that's another conversation, though. We have another email from a guy named Tim, who I know uh, has read the blog. Um, and he writes in and says, Hello there, I'm Tim, and as soon as I saw that there was going to be a podcast talking all about Even Stevens, I knew I wanted to voice my opinion on the show. He says that the show is really relatable. Um, he says, I'm a current high school student. and dis- oh, wow. I know, I thought this was very interesting. That's cool. Um, I'm a current high school student, and I discovered the show back when I was in seventh grade. Um, my introduction mm-hmm. to the show was actually through the episode The Kiss, and as soon as Lewis said the line, you gotta send her a postcard email or something, that- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's when I knew I had found a new character to obsess over. That's such a good episode. So good. That's such a good episode. Um, the more and more I watched, the more and more I found out how much I related to him. I too had a crush on a girl who didn't seem interested in me, and I didn't let that stop me. I too aspire to one day be good at comedy as well as have a stable musical ability. I play guitar instead of drums, though, so I guess that's the twitty side of me, lol. And most importantly, I too have an older brother and an older sister in the exact same birth order as the Stevens, actually. Having a show like this to watch helps me feel a lot better about some of the weird aspects of my own life. I know I wasn't old enough to watch it when it was still running, but I've found myself watching films and TV shows from older decades because the current decade of Logan Paul's and such hasn't been satisfactory for me personally. I think the show deserves huge amounts of credit for all of its relatable plot lines and even the not-so-relatable ones. I can't say I've ever broken into song while giving a science report or had a secret viewing party of my sister's sleepover, but the fact (laughs) that the show went to those places just to provide decent comedy is insanely commendable. I think this show is one of if not the best Disney Channel show ever produced, the world would benefit from more even Stevens. That's a great, that's a great, great, great email, Tim. Thank you so, so much for that. Um, And uh, show your friends. Oh yeah, for sure. Like spread the word, you guys. Anyone listening to this podcast, spread the freaking word because Mm -hmm. I've been trying to get this fandom starting since 2011, as I said, when I started that blog. So I've been seeing more and more people become a little bit more um, interested in it and people have been following the blog and all of the socials for the blog. So I'm definitely making this part of my life's, (laughs) my life's uh, mission is to help bring even Stevens back basically. So yeah, and when, when people ask who my son is named after, I, I just love telling them. Some people don't know even Stevens, like older people might not know it. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'll get people who say, oh, yeah, I love that show. That was a great show. And then I would just all like to think that they go home and look it up and start watching it again. Yep. And being enthusiastic about it. Like just the so. other day, I was trying to get my younger cousin into it. He just turned 20. Um, mm-hmm. And I know he, I feel like he probably judges me a little bit. A lot of people judge me for loving even Steven so much. I think it's because they haven't revisited it and they don't understand how great it actually is and how great it's, yeah. how great the dialogue is, how well it's written. Um, but yeah, I think he might be starting to get into it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I shared a few video clips nice. with him and a few little memes and he thought they were funny, I think. So, so we'll see. We got another email I want to make sure we get to. Uh, so this next email is from Ty. Hey everyone, my name is Ty and I'm a huge Even Stevens fan all the way from South Louisiana. My first experience with Even Stevens was when I caught up with season two. I remember this because I can still see the promos for the musical episode in my head to this day. Who doesn't, Ty? Um, I must have been around... <laughs> yeah, big deal back then. Um, I must have been around six years old when I fully started watching it, so he's younger than us as well. Wow. I think it's interesting to have these younger mm-hmm. younger fans here. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, reaching a very wide audience. Um, anyway, so I tend to be a funny person, and I believe that the 
this show truly shaped my comedic chops from an early age. That is something I fully agree with because I don't consider myself Same. a comedian by any stretch, but um, I do think I have a decent sense of humor. And when I started revisiting the show, I was like, wow, so this is where I got my sense of yeah. humor. Oh, yeah, same. Uh, whether it was subconsciously or not, um, I think, yeah, the show was totally my sense of humor to a T. Um, Anyway, so uh, he says, this show was not meant for kids. It was meant for teens and young adults. Uh, there was something in there that I connected with instantly, and it was the smart comedy it contained. Uh, when I tell people to watch this show or go back and watch it, I always say, quote, it's not cheap kid funny. It's smart adult funny. Um, <laughs> this show was so far ahead of its time. I don't even know where to begin. To this day, I can still watch the Band on the Roof episode on repeat and cry laughing. Quote, Twitty, I wrote that note for you last week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if I could go back in time, I would like to spend one day in the year 2002 and just watch an episode of Even Stevens as it premiered originally to this day. And from now on, I will always find a comfort zone in watching this show as if nothing bad in my life is happening. All the problems mm. go away for those 30 minutes and that's all I need. And he also mm. says, thank you for doing this. So cool. So it makes me feel like we're doing some good in the world right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I know we're running out of time a little bit, um, but there is just one more email I want to make sure I get sure, in. Sure, yeah, good. let's do it. Um, so thank you so much for that email, Ty, uh, as well. I really appreciate that. You got real deep there. Um, yeah, and there's I, something to be said about, I mean, I real quick on Ty's, it, it was great seeing these episodes and remembering these episodes as they originally aired. Like I remember when the influenza came out, I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. Like, mm -hmm. I can't believe it. And being so excited to watch mm -hmm. that episode and like the whole week you're anticipating this episode. Yep. And there's something to be said about uh, like that feeling of just uh, a new episode coming out of your favorite show, you know, mm -hmm. and not having to watch it way later or not watching like 10 episodes at once of the same show yeah. like, that just came out at once, you know. And that's that's so. another thing that I think that's part of another reason why I would like to see a reboot. It's because I would die to see new episodes of my favorite show, like sure. you know. But at the same yeah. time, I kind of I think it's a lightning in a bottle situation, and I mm. feel like it's good having sixty five episodes and a movie of it. I think is enough, um, and it's solid enough that I think it can go on to have a second life, mm -hmm. um, as it is, like like Freaks and Geeks or like something like that. Yeah. You know, like a show that like doesn't have too many episodes. I mean, Freaks and Geeks only has one season and people are like yeah, obsessed with that show. It was Freaks and Geeks is a thing though. It's it's almost too short where I feel like if they did something else, it might ruin that eight because those 18 episodes were so like uh, cohesive to mm -hmm. each other that like if you did something else, it might risk messing with that. So yeah, but even Stevens went through so many phases over 65 episodes. Oh yeah. From I the mean, start, if you watch the, the first, first episode seasons, to the last episode, yeah, they changed a lot over those 65 episodes. And I'm sure we will talk a lot more about that. Cause I have yeah. a lot to say about that. Um, oh, yeah. so our last email here that I want to read to, we just got it, uh, sent today is from a girl named Sarah. And she is actually the co-host of another Disney channel themed podcast, uh, called wild chats. Get your head in the podcast. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, they talk like basically all things Disney Channel. I follow them. Uh, anyway, so she writes to us and she says, Hi, my name is Sarah. First off, I love your Instagram account and I'm really excited for your new podcast. Just wanted to contribute to the conversation. One of my earliest, most triggering memories of the show is definitely the episode where Lewis Tricks ran into dating a nerdy guy for, quote, community service, um, <laughs> which is just, it, it, that is that. Ernie Morgan. Yeah, that, that's the very first episode. We'll, so we'll be talking about that soon. Um, yeah. 
they just made him look so gross with his greasy hair and everything. <laughs> Yet I also shipped them for like two seconds. I don't know. It was a confusing time. Uh, <laughs> I also want to bring up the episode where Lewis has to stay in bed in the display of a mattress store. I think this was also for community oh, yeah. service. <laughs> that's an awesome episode. I, I adore that episode. Um, Same. I remember being like, oh, that sounds so fun. I wish I could do that. Uh, I shipped Lewis and Tawny so hard. One of my first OTPs ever. I like more characters now that I'm an adult. I used to hate Ren. Man, all the Ren hate, man. Like People just do not like this girl. It's all girl. the Lewis empathizers, that's why. Yeah, well, I think, again, that has a lot to do about it kind of being his show. I don't know, but... Uh, I used to hate Ren because she was so uptight, but now I can see the comedic value in certain aspects mm-hmm. of her personality. I noticed that with a lot of great shows from my childhood. All of the characters I thought were annoying, I'm now realizing actually have a lot of depth and personality. Good luck with your podcast. I'm excited to listen. Thank you, Sarah. Awesome. Now, what's the name of her podcast? Uh, Wild Chats. Get your head Wild. in the podcast. Get your head in the podcast. <laughs> That's cool. uh, yeah, so thank you guys for sending in that stuff. I mean, we still, I got a lot of comments under the post on Instagram, but we're not going to really be able to get to that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you guys for writing in. Really appreciate it, hearing your thoughts, um, where our opinions line up or don't line up. Uh, it's all cool. We're here to talk about all things Even Stevens. Uh, yeah. And it's going to be a really fun time. As you can see, there's already plenty to talk about. Oh, there's a lot. Like, there's so many things that I'd. I'm like, I have to save it for the next episode. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, just as we were, like, starting to wrap up right now, I was like, <laughs> oh, crap, I thought of at least 10 more things <laughs> oh, yeah. that I wanted to say but did not say. So yeah. we got a lot more where this came we'll get, from. Yeah, we got plenty of time to get to it all, I guess. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess we should wrap it up, I guess. Yeah. We're, we're right on time, too. Uh, so... Wow, yeah, so this, I feel like this went really, really well. Uh, I'm really excited Same. for the future of this podcast. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and it's so great to actually have another person to talk to about this show because mm-hmm. for the longest time I was that lone person that had no one to talk to about this show. <laughs> yeah. Even with the blog, I had been talking to myself essentially for the last two years writing these reviews. Um, so it's really, really great to have someone else to talk to. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad we're doing this. And um, and it's great, too, because I really, really hope that a fandom starts uh, growing for this show, uh, not just, you know, as we're the 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 spearheaders of the, of the Even Stevens yeah. fandom or anything. But I just hope that um, something does happen. More people um, rediscover this great, great show. And hopefully when they do, we'll have all this content out there for them. Oh, yeah. Um, That'd be awesome. Hopefully, if you're listening to this and just getting into the show or revisiting the show, uh, evenstevensrank.com, I want to sort of transform that into a forum basically Mm -hmm. of sorts so there's uh, an article on evenstevensrank.com for every single episode so as we discuss the episodes and you want to chime in and say anything um, more please go to the website uh, check uh, the tab that says the complete list and every episode is just uh, linked there Uh, go to the episode leave a comment under the review uh, and we can kind of get a forum starting I guess like for for each episode and um, just in general I think that'll be a cool uh, way to sort of convert the website now that I'm you know done uh, ranking and reviewing everything because obviously Mm -hmm. I don't want 
the website to just die. Uh, and I and I still, you know, I'm paying for that domain name, you know. So, oh, yeah. I, so I definitely want to keep evenstevensrank.com alive in some way. So please, um, you know, I get email notifications for everything that happens on the website. So I'm still, you know, uh, monitoring the site daily. And uh, yeah, so we'd love to hear from you. Uh, want to keep that alive. And of course, follow on all the socials. Just search Even Stevens Ranked on Twitter. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're everywhere. And be sure to follow there for throwbacks, uh, you know, throwback photos, uh, video clips from the show, and just updates and all that good stuff. The handle is even Stevens Ranked on every social site that allows a name that long. Yeah. <laughs> and on every social site that does not allow a name that long, it's even Stevens Rank. <laughs> so without the, <laughs> with, without the ED. That's one of the two. Yeah, so it's one of it's one of the two. Yeah, so uh, we're moving on to uh, actually officially jumping into the podcast now. So we'll be starting our next episode with season one, episode one, swap.com. So <laughs> so if you guys have any thoughts on that episode, please chime in and send them to evenstevensranked at gmail.com. I think all the the handles are easy to remember. It's yeah. <laughs> literally just mm-hmm. even Stevens ranked. So yeah, if you want to read my list, uh, if you if you type if you Google even Stevens episodes ranked or even even Stevens ranked. I think yours is the first one, Brittany. Mm-hmm. And then mine's, I think the second one. I also have a link to your review on the about page of even Stevens oh, okay, cool. uh, okay, give, cool. give you that shout out for influencing nice. it. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. So, so yeah, guys, I think that's everything. Uh, please be sure to write in, follow, and let's get this thing going. Yeah, let's do it. Real, real, real excited. So, yeah, I guess that's everything. We will see you guys in the next episode. See you next time. See you next time. Yes. Okay. I'm sure we'll have some outro music going right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.